And if you are in a household where you are not supported and your family is not going to come your way a little bit and your partner is not going to put his junk food in a Rubbermaid bin in the garage or his man cave or his office or something, if you're in an environment where you are butting heads with the people you live with, you better get tightly connected to the Code Red community so we can hold you up. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And thank you for joining me. And I don't just say that, like, thank you for joining me. I really honestly say thank you for joining me. And that just reminds me, I'm actually going to pull up my own podcast here and I want to see if there are any new ratings and reviews. Let's see. Let's see. How do I find? Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Love you guys. Five stars. I have not read this ahead of time. That's dangerous. This is uh, from, this is just from a couple of weeks ago. Just listen to obesity is contagious. I 100% agree with everything you guys talked about in this episode. It's very hard for me not to go to family functions. I absolutely cannot go to restaurants, even if they have plenty of healthy options. And she goes on to say, I never want to go back. She went from 180 to 135. She's five foot six. I never want to go back to where I was before. So thank you guys for everything you do. She was referring to Carrie and me. And as you can see, I'm on a solo podcast today. Wow. Another one says, love, 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 love. Five stars. Great podcast to keep you motivated and to make changes in your life for a healthier you. I sure appreciate that, guys. And without you, what what am I going to do? Like Without you, I can't have a podcast. I'm not doing this for me. I mean, actually, I do do it for me. Like, it really does help when I do these podcasts because it really helps keep them fresh in my mind. But I don't do it for me. I do it for you. So, without you rating, reviewing, sharing, and just flat listening, I don't have a leg to stand on. So, I appreciate you. I truly, truly do. And today, we're talking about environment is stronger than willpower. All right. I have never liked the word willpower in the way that people use it. Like, I just don't have any willpower. You know, I don't like that. I have never been a fan of the, of the word willpower because lack of will, willpower, you know, like it, willpower will always wane. It will always give, give in, give out. It always runs out. You have a lot of willpower. Nobody binge eats at breakfast. You have a lot of willpower at the beginning of the day. And then what does it do? It peters out as you go along because you've used up all your decision-making as the day has gone along. And by the time you get home from work, if you work a traditional job outside the home, by the time you get home from work, you are completely tapped out. You're empty. You're done. You've had it up to a year. You're exhausted. You're worn out. You might've got had a rough day. Your kids are driving you crazy. Your spouse won't help you pick up the house. And what do you do? You don't control your food. I was going to say, I mean, I don't know. You could binge eat. This is why job one is cleaning out the cupboards. You can't trust yourself if there's lucky charms in the cupboards. You will walk like a zombie right over there and eat it. You can't trust yourself when there are five cupcakes left over from your granddaughter's birthday party. You will 
eat it because willpower wanes. So I'm not a fan. I'm not even a fan. I like to say discipline. Discipline is what you need. It's, it's, it's not, don't, don't, don't worry if you say I have got no willpower. Most people don't have any willpower. You're in good company. Don't worry about it. We, we, that's fine. We, most, most people don't, don't rely on willpower. Environment. Environment is stronger than willpower. I believe that one of our mentors, Christine, well, we have two, Christine and Trisha. One of the two of them said this here recently when I was on a video, and it is. Let me tell you an example. Let me tell you a story about boxing. I got lots of boxing stories. I got lots of boxing stories because I was a professional boxer for almost eight years, 15 pro fights all over the world, two title fights. I got some experience fighting some of the toughest females on this planet at 154 pounds. I mean, I went all the way down to 147. I went all the way up to, I think I went up to 154. I don't think I fought. I don't think, yeah, I don't think I fought above 154. I did not, but there's some tough girls on this planet. And when I was training for my world title fight in Beijing in, oh, geez, what year was that? 2005, 2005. I had to think about it. Yeah, I had to think about it. I was training for a world title fight in 2005. And when you are training for a title fight, holy moly, everything is, everything changes. I mean, it, it did in my camp. We were, I was with a, an Olympic level coach, a coach that actually trained Olympic boxers that had been a boxing coach for many decades. He was an absolute jerk. He was horrible. He was abusive, but he was an excellent coach. Not Jimmy. I'm not talking about Jimmy Bland. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Tom. I'm just, I don't even know if he's even still alive. So I'm going to say his name. He was an excellent, excellent boxing coach back in his day, but he had a lot of problems and he was manipulative and he was, it was, there were a lot of personal things that he had going on with him, but he was an excellent boxing coach. So in our boxing camp where I was training for my world title fight in Beijing for three solid months leading up to that fight, I was already well-conditioned going into training camp, but for three solid months going into that world title fight in Beijing, oh my gosh, you're training five hours a day. You're running 10 miles a day. That's an hour run in the morning, an hour run at night. There's weight training, there's plyometrics, there's boxing, there's road work. There's all kinds of all kinds of training in there. Speed work, footwork. There's all just all kinds. And then of course they're sparring. People think that the fights, the fights aren't nearly as dangerous as the sparring. <laughs> sparring is it doesn't when I say I have 15 pro fights, that was just the, the actual fight, the night, the night of the fight. There you spar every other day. So there's a ton of brain damage that goes on in most fighters. Most fighters come out of a fighting career with some sort of a head injury like I have. Going into training camp, my coach would do this thing. Number one, he would either bring in other pro fighters into our gym to train with me or send me to other gyms to train with them. Like you guys remember the old boxer in the 1980s boxer, Christy Martin in Tampa, I think it was Tampa, Florida. He was going to send me to that gym to train with Christy Martin and spar with her. You always want to send a fighter to a training camp that is much harder than his or her current training camp, or you want to bring other fighters in because environment is stronger than willpower. I can specifically remember going through my drills with nobody else in my gym because 
when you're a pro fighter, there's bets being placed on you and stuff like that. And so there's, and there's a lot of press and that's great. I mean, you got to have a lot of press if you want. I mean, the good fighters are good with the press and fighting is all is a business. So you got to get butts in the seats. And in order to get butts in the seats, you need press. And in order to get stories written, the reporters will come and try to get in and watch me train. They look for injuries. They look for to see how well conditioned a fighter is doing. You might have a scout coming and peeking in the windows, looking to see how you're doing and report back to your opponent. You always have, always someone's watching from the outside for whatever reason. They usually at my boxing gym, they had it sectioned off to where nobody could come in while I was fighting and nobody could see and the windows were covered and the doors were locked and nobody could come in. You know, nobody could get crazy. Nobody could, nobody else was allowed in there, but that's when I didn't box as well. When I was by myself, Nobody else was in there, just me and my coach, or maybe my coach went into his office, said, okay, I want you to do five rounds of shadow boxing. And then I want you to do five rounds of jump roping. And then I want you to hit the heavy bag, hit the uh, double in bag. I want you to hit the speed bag. I want you, he'll get me, he'll write out on a dry erase board what my workout is and then go into his office. And it was up to me to just train myself. I mean, I trained myself. He might come out and he'll work me on the mitts or he'll have a, another coach come in and work me on the mitts. But, and then if it was a sparring day, we would spar. But if there was nobody else in the gym and I was by myself, I specifically remember slowing down on my punches a little bit. Pop, 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 pop. Just eh, singing to the music, you know, kind of just hopping around, just kind of not throwing with any intensity or speed going through the motions because environment is stronger than willpower. Now, there are fighters out there that when, it, when ain't nobody looking you know, they're doing their hundred percent and those are world champion fighters. They are the best of the best. And, and I don't care what anybody says, even the best, the, the Manny Pacquiao, the, the Floyd Mayweather's, the, you know, the Roy Jones Jr., those real big name boxers that a lot of you guys know about. They still had lazy days when nobody was watching and they slowed down a little bit. They didn't have the intensity that they needed. If you change the environment if you change the boxing gym and you add other people in there that causes you to level up your game, everything changes for the boxer. Everything changes for the fighter. Everybody steps up. Or if I go to somebody else's gym and I'm representing my gym or I'm everybody knows who Christy Code Red is and I step in and they're just like, oh, Christy Code Red, you know, and, and all these fights and all these knockouts and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to, my intensity is going to be up in that environment. Sure, totally. That's why. Boxing coaches bring in other fighters or send you to a different gym during boxing camp because environment is stronger than willpower. No fighter has the willpower. I mean, I shouldn't say no. I don't know of any, and I know a lot of fighters, or I used to. Very few pro athletes have the willpower to train themselves at max intensity 100% of the time, 100% intensity 100% of the time. People just don't. Environment is stronger than willpower. So the coaches know, change the environment. What else are we talking about? How about uh, youth group? Anybody remember youth group growing up? I grew up in a, a Pentecostal church. It started off pretty strict Pentecostal. And then we kind of switched to a more of a non-denominational church when I was growing up. My dad was the minister. My, both my parents are ordained ministers. And we had youth group. We know all these stories about youth group. Our parents, or this is what they believed at the time. I don't know about youth groups nowadays. I don't know. I know that so many things have changed when it comes to raising kids. But with a youth group, when I was growing up, you know, they put us in that environment to protect us, the environment. And this was back when I was a kid. I don't, I, again, I don't know if there's drug use. I don't know what's going on in, in youth groups nowadays, but 
the church, the old school church youth groups, if I remember, come on, Orfino Tabernacle Youth Group, it was a good environment. It was an environment where we didn't talk about sex and we didn't talk, you know, nobody was drinking. I don't mean I, I wasn't. I don't remember anybody drinking. We were good kids and we were not. We were doing good things. You know, we were singing at the old folks home, you know, and we were we were making, you know, we, we, we did we did good things and we were good kids. And my parents kept us in that youth group environment to ensure that we were continued to be good kids. And, you know, I had a boyfriend that I, I really liked him back in high school and he was in my youth group, you know, and that environment was very powerful. It was definitely better. It was very, it was much stronger than willpower because, you know, you leave kids idle hands of the devil's playground. You don't want to leave kids just doing whatever they're going to get themselves in trouble. I mean, I just, I, from the little I know about kids and being a kid myself, I was a good kid. I didn't get in trouble. I did some crap, but being in the youth group environment really helped us kids, at least during this day and time, stay clean and, and do nice things and be nice kids. That's what it did for us. How about your actual gym gym? Not just boxing gym, but your gym gym in maintenance. We don't believe it. Weight loss is not exercise is not a way to address your weight problem. I always want to say that, even though some of you guys are heard it a million times. Exercise is not a way to address your weight problem. You cannot out exercise your weight problem. You cannot capital N, capital O, capital T. There's no amount of exercise that you can do to burn off your excess fat that the, that most of you listening to me have to lose. There's no way to do it. I've tried, can't do it. But but in maintenance, we do believe in exercise and that's part of our maintenance program is once you reach goal weight and once you're approved by me for our maintenance program, by the way, you can you can apply for maintenance anytime you want. I am the only one that can approve you. Your application comes right to me. I take a look and we'll get back in touch with you. Once you enter our maintenance program, we are very heavy on, like we believe heavily in the, in, in exercise. And we want you to choose an exercise that's right, an exercise that's right for you. It might be CrossFit. It might be Orange Theory. It might be yoga. It might be walking. We, we're going to find what works for you. And how about the, the gym environment? You can't help but be fired up. Come on, gym goers. You guys know what I'm saying? In a gym. Some of you know what I'm saying. Some of you don't. But you just fly. I know me personally. Just me scrolling through Instagram. I got all CrossFit chicks. I love muscular chicks and I love muscles. I will scroll through and I just see muscular chick after muscular chick. And I love it, love it, love it. And I love a CrossFit gym. And I love any kind of gym. I love a weight training gym. I love the sound of the plates clanking together when you're rocking when you when you're rocking the bar. I love the sound of the plates when you, you drop them on the ground. I just love it. I love the sound of a gym. And that environment is so incredibly powerful. You can't help but get fired up when you are at a gym. You just want to work out. You just like, yeah, let's do this. I'm 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 excited I'm here. I'm ready to be here. I might not be able to lift as much weight as that guy or that guy. And I I my back's bad. I can't do that, but I can do this and I'm going to do the best I can at it. You can't help but be fired up when you're at a gym and that's part of your program which is weightlifting. You can't help it. It's it's incredible. And what about weight loss? Environment is way stronger than willpower when it comes to just general weight loss. You know, we talked a couple of podcasts back about is obesity contagious? 
And there was a 20 year study. I just shoot. I don't remember the 20 year, 20 year long study, 30 year long study, 12,000 participants. Was it 54% of people who had a friend who became obese? 54% of those people became obese themselves. There's a 54% chance you will become obese if your friend is obese. You, you go listen to that podcast. Obesity is obesity contagious. You cannot tell me that environment is strong, like that environment doesn't matter when you're, when you're at a family gathering or a holiday gathering or a church potluck or a, a school event or something. And there you are surrounded by not only fat people, but unhealthy food. How, how much willpower? When are you going to cave? Are you going to cave? Are you going to cave in? Probably. It's just going to be one bite. It's just going to be a little taste. And then people start pressuring you. Environment is huge when it comes to weight loss. And if you are in a household where you are not supported and your family is not going to come your way a little bit and your partner is not going to put his junk food in a Rubbermaid bin in the garage or his man cave or his office or something, if you're in an environment where you are butting heads with the people you live with, you better get tightly connected to the Code Red community so we can hold you up because, honey, you are going to need it. If you are in an environment that tears you down, you better find a way to let us build you back up because you are going to need every bit of strength that we can shove your way, that we can throw your way. Environment is a very, very tough thing to beat. That's why job one is cleaning out your cupboard. You cannot start the Code Red lifestyle with freaking Pop-Tarts and wine in your house and Lucky Charms and Ritz crackers and haagen in the in the freezer. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't even do it with crumble cheese unless, you know, you're putting cheese on your kid's broccoli, like whatever, that's fine. You can't do it with junk food. Covering drug addicts do not keep drugs in their cupboard because environment is stronger than willpower. They would never dare. An alcoholic would never dare to keep alcohol in his or her house. Never dare. Someone who has a porn addiction you and they're keeping their porn subscription going. What? Like environment is stronger than willpower. What are you surrounding yourself with? Are you kidding me? Look, you're not crazy. If you have a hard time standing firm when you're surrounded by all the crap, you're not crazy and you're not broken. This is just nearly impossible to handle. I told you guys about uh, on a few podcasts ago, I shared with you that I have a three-day limit in being in an environment that's full of junk food. I can go three days. My, my willpower, now that's me. I've been doing Code Red a long time and I've been practicing this a long time and I've got a very strong resolve. I mean, I, I'm very, very grounded. Very, I'm very strong-minded and I can do it. But Katie bar the door on that fourth day. I got to get my butt out of there on, at the end of that third day. I, don't, I can't do more than three. It's just it having no support, having no reinforcement, having no backup, having nobody that will help me like by myself with zero support and surrounded by junk food and fat people. I can't do it. I have to. I'll mm -mm. I can do it for three days. After that, I'm done. I can't. My willpower just your willpower will always fail you after a certain amount of time. You've got to change your environment. 
You guys know Billy Jeffrey, one of our longtime Code Red supporters. He owns the three GNCs in the LC Valley. He talks about this and he has a gym, a full gym in his house, in his basement. He changes his environment so that he doesn't have to rely on willpower. He changes his environment to set himself up for success. He surrounds himself with what he needs in order to be successful. And he's successful. He's been in shape in the same lean. He's had the same muscle mass and the same leanness for like 25 years, ever since he was like 16 years old. He set up his environment to reflect what he's trying to do. And that's what you guys have got to do. You've got to change that environment. And unless you do, ain't nothing happening. You got three days like me. You might only have three hours. You might have one hour. I mean, some of you guys, the pull of the junk food and the pull of the alcohol and the pull of the sugar is so strong because you're new to Code Red that you can't even walk by it. That's that's okay. When our Aunt Barbara was losing weight, Carrie and my Aunt Barbara, she said it was hour by hour that I was making it. It was hour by hour that I had to recommit. If I can just make it to noon, if I can just make it to two, okay, I made it through two. Let me just get through to five o'clock. Okay, I made it through five. If I can just go to bed without cheating, okay, good. I went to bed without cheating. That day's over, on to the next day. Sometimes that's how strong the pull is. Your brain lights up in the same spots. When you are a sugar addict, then when you are a heroin addict, there are brain scans to show this. You're not crazy, but knowing how powerful the, the, the pull of sugar, junk food, and alcohol is and how we abused it for years and decades, knowing that, don't don't try to trust yourself. Well, I got this. No, you don't got this. You don't got this. No, you don't. You've got to change your environment. Environment is stronger than willpower. It just is. And, and if you can realize I'm not broken, I'm not crazy, I'm not a loser. If you can just realize that, that yeah, we all we all have different varying degrees of this problem. Just get rid of that part. Like, okay, I am not the problem. Like, you know, I talk about I am, you are not the problem. The problem is the problem. So just fix the problem. You are not the problem. The problem is the problem. All right, listen, just get rid of that whole guilt and shame. What's wrong with me? I'm so broken. Don't worry. We're all battling with the same thing. Just get rid of that. So once you get past that, you say, okay, what environment am I walking into? What environment do I live in? What environment am I traveling? What is my situation that I'm preparing for? What is the environment coming up next week? What's the environment at the church park potluck? What's the environment at the office party? What's the environment going to be at the holiday party? What's the environment going to be at the Easter gathering? What's the environment going to be? And set yourself up for, for, for success. At least know before you go, at least be prepared with a plan. When I was doing one-on-one programs, psh, I started doing them back in 2015 I was doing them in 2016 when I met Natasha. In fact, one of the trivia questions at our staff Christmas party was how how much was Christy's three-month one-on-one program back in the day? And it was $1,697. $1,697. I coached people 16 hours a day, one-on-one. Their device was actually attached to my phone and my iPad where I could see where they had GPS tracking on them. I could see where they were going. That's how deeply I coached them. Like I literally watched everything they did. And there was a a situation where I actually went to a party with a client and I stood by the food table and I guarded it to where my client would not walk over there. 
that's how committed I was. And then, of course, my, you know, as soon as I was not guarding the food or not slapping the food out of my client's mouth or not on their case every second of every day, they would just, they didn't have that, you know, that deep why. And I didn't have it in me to do this anymore at that level. That's what I did. I guarded the food table one time for a girl who wanted to go to a party and she did not trust herself. And maybe that's what you've got to do. I mean, at least you got to have a plan. Know before you go, what is the environment? Because I'm telling you, it's going to be stronger than the willpower. It is. Well, I think I said everything that I wanted to say about this. And I could go on and on. I could do story after story after story. And I think you guys get the point. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Environment is Stronger Than Willpower of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I battle with it. You battle with it. Let's get past that and just figure out how to deal with the problem. Let's figure out how to deal with the issue and just get through it. Let's not hyperanalyze. Let's come up with a plan. How are you going to handle this? How are you going to do this? You're going to go with the buddy. Are you going to work with your spouse? Is your spouse going to hold your hand? Are you going to wear a tight dress? Whatever you're, we have lots of tips and tricks and get through one event at a time, one situation at a time. And if you live in a situation full of junk food, I don't know how you're doing it, but things need to change around that house. Your co-owner of that house, your part owner of that house, things need to change around that house. Okay. And if you've got a parent that's, if you've got a child and you're the parent, under the age of 18, and you're letting that child eat Teddy Grahams and Gogurts and junk food, and you're buying it for them, mm, mm, that's a different podcast for a different day. <laughs> I beg you to reconsider the way you're running your household. I beg you, because you don't want your child coming to see me in 10 years. But again, different video for a different day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Environment is stronger than willpower. You can do this, but you're going to need to make some changes. All right? But you can get and you can get through this. If you can't make those changes, you can just lean on the community support in our Code Red private community in the Code Red app. You can download the mobile version by going to Google Play the the Google Play Store or going to the App Store on the if you're an Apple product user, get it on your mobile device or use the desktop version. But you can do this. You can get through these situations and you can change your environment. Eventually, you'll have to change your environment in in order for this to stick long-term. All right. I'll see you on the Code Red Network. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.